This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Flamingo Pools, your go-to maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Stop wasting your valuable time trying to take care of your pool and let the professionals at Flamingo Pools take care of it for you. Visit azflamingopools.com for a free quote today. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast. East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. Today, well, tonight, I guess, Rich and I, (laughs) a little late night episode. We're here with Adam Payne of Mint Carpet Cleaning. How's it going, Adam? It's going well. How are you guys doing? Doing Doing great. Pumped to be here. Pumped to have Uh you on the show, finally. Yeah. It's been a while. We're trying to get this together. (laughs) Yeah, the the fact that you guys were willing to work with my schedule was super cool. Yeah. That's why we're doing this at night. No worries. Well, we yeah, appreciate you know, it. Know how busy it is being a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps um, you tied up. Yeah. So let's, before we jump into things, why don't you take a couple minutes, give us a little background on yourself kind sure. of before you got into to carpet cleaning. Yeah. So carpet cleaning, uh, before I got yeah, into yeah. it. Okay. Um, shoot. I be, it's like really the only consistent job I've ever done. So it's mm-hmm. hard even to think. I, in high school, I went to Highland played football and my off seasons of football i got a job at borrows pizza which is still like my favorite pizza around here (laughs) so good and uh i liked the job the only issue i had with the job was the management the management the manager at the time was just this hothead guy who like was a cool guy but the minute rush hour hit like a trigger came on and he was just this rude and loud and you know, it was just always, you know, pointing his finger at you and telling you to do things. And it was like just so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And I just remember hating that feeling of being like, I feel like I'm like just trying so hard to please this guy and uh, just never being able to meet his expectations. Yeah. So um, literally at that time, I worked there, I think, for about six months. And then, you know, football season started and I told I gave him my two week notice and then uh, I was going to go back to working with them, but um, did carpet cleaning. But that that job made me realize that I don't want to work for somebody yeah. for the rest of my life. And, it, you know, that was like my senior year of high school or you know, yeah, junior or senior year, I believe is my senior year. And so that yeah, that moment I was like, yeah, I, I didn't know what I was going to do, but um, I wanted to business. I wanted to be be the guy that uh, is at the top. So um and then my uncle Bronson, who is our uncle, <laughs> he uh, he had a carpet cleaning business, and he's had one for years, along with some other businesses. And uh, basically, at the time, was thinking of a way to work for somebody, but somebody that I knew I'd like to work for. And my uncle is a really cool guy, so I worked with him for a couple years, and then graduated and uh, went on a mission, and then. I actually hated carpet cleaning, so I remember <laughs> on my mission seeing, you know, carpet cleaners driving around and telling my companions like, oh, "Man, that job stinks." It's PTSD. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "I'll never do that." <laughs> so I came home and was looking for a job again, and uh, you know, my uncle Bronson was still doing it, and he asked me if I would want to help him out, and I said no, and I waited <laughs> literally like a year. Probably not that long. It feels like a year, but. If he, you know, I reached out to him again and said, actually, I want to check it out. Huh. And then working with him again, he uh, told me that he's thinking of selling his business. And luckily for me, it was kind of a side business for him. So it, it wasn't like an established business with, you know, a huge clientele base. Right, right. And he had old equipment. And so um, I was able to purchase the business at a pretty low cost. And with some, with like a good little clientele to start out with instead of trying to start from ground zero. So that's the background to how I got nice. the business, nice. probably more than what you asked. So so when he offered the business to you, 
did you still like have a hatred for carpet cleaning? Does, were you hesitant at all at buying the business at that point? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think I gained a different uh, work ethic and a mindset in those two years. Mm-hmm. And I, did, I didn't like it, but I didn't have a hatred for it yeah. like I did. And, uh, you know, as I, I got more inch, and I, what I, I realized, I would see like the checks he was getting for each job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, geez, he's making way more than I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's giving me a tiny piece of that. So I knew in my head, like, you know, if I did own it, I would be the person getting you know, those checks from people. Um, and then, yeah, he just kind of teaching me the ropes and, uh, realizing it wasn't as hard as I thought before. Right. And, uh, at that point I, I didn't I didn't have a hate for it or a love um, but I'd say now it's it's crazy how like satisfying cleaning floors can be mm-hmm. for me and it's almost developed into a passion for sure wow. cool. yeah so so it was just a good opportunity that you saw to like become your own boss and yep mm-hmm. cool. I was I was actually signing an application to work at Fry's um, and you know no, it's not a bad thing to work at Fry's, but <laughs> yeah. I just didn't want to work at Fry's. Right. Yeah. My dad was getting after me about not having a job. And so I was like, man, I just want to own a business. I didn't know what to start. And then, yeah, the, the opportunity came around. I had been doing it for at the t- like probably three years with him total time. So I, I knew how to do it in and out yeah. Yeah. enough to be able to take it over and go right into it without him needing to train me a ton. And so he told me the number. Um, I was able to round up the the money. I guess I should have mentioned this. I did do a summer of selling pest control okay. with a company here. And uh, yeah, the money that I made there was able to help me purchase uh-huh. the business. And then I did get assistance from a family member of mine. And uh, I was able to get it. So Nice. Yeah. So before he had offered the business to you, because you you had already you know decided that you wanted to own your own business one day, be mm-hmm. your own boss. Did yeah. you have any other ideas of particular business that you wanted to start, or done any research? Yeah. On other um, things. You know, on my mission, I a big part of my mission was um, in a very rich area, and I served a long time there, and I did meet a ton of extremely wealthy business owners. Yeah. Um, including one of my you know guys that i admired was sean neff he started the neff beanie brand oh Oh, sweet yeah so i met you know he was he was on he was there and he was just such a cool guy he had such a a cool business and i loved the vibe and so i definitely was inspired by him Mm -hmm. to come home and do something more of like what he did yeah um and i actually went back to that area and sat down with him after I had finished. Really? Yeah. And I sat down in his uh, office at his warehouse. Um, and he had this, <laughs> this big old like glass wall office in the middle of this humongous warehouse that had every Neff gear you can think of. That's and he had so cool. All these employees and these had like a, a, a huge long hallway of designers all on big old, you know, Mac computers just making new designs. And I was just enamored by it. And he just gave me like this list of things that he did to start his business. Oh, wow. And, you know, obviously I didn't go into apparel or anything. Uh But man, the things that he told me just like really stuck with me. Can you tell us about a couple of things? Yeah, Yeah, so I still have my iPad that I took with me. It has all my notes. I wish I brought it. But he, uh, he talked a ton about like, just getting out there and selling yourself because he started out like buying beanies at like Ross and you know I don't want to screw up his story so I don't want to go <laughs> into it too much yeah. I, I don't even know if he bought them at Ross but he he was basically ripping off beanies tags, tags. and oh, wow. putting his own on and that was just because he didn't have any capital to work with yeah and so he just went around the school and found people that he felt kind of matched his vibe of what he was going for. Yeah. And he would just give them a beanie and then they would start wearing the beanies around. And then people started noticing them and he became friends with Burton snowboarder guys that were signed amateur snowboarders. 
anyways, long story short, um, he said it was the ability to go out on foot, sell yourself to your customers and they'll, they'll respond. And I, yeah, I mean, I've taken that into carpet cleaning, like none other. When I go into someone's house, I try to have a smile, talk to them about their life, connect with them on a level that I, maybe another carpet cleaner wouldn't, carpet cleaner wouldn't, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I learned that from Sean Neff. It's pretty cool. That's yeah. sweet. Any anything else that kind of resonated with you that he told uh, you? Yeah, he did, but they they definitely pertain more to what his business is. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. And that would be like finding your niche, in, right? In that, yeah. and I say I would have. I, I I definitely have done that as well. I, yeah. But um, his niche. Was, I was wearing Toms at the time, mm-hmm. my shoes, because <laughs> I thought those were the cool shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're still really comfortable. But yeah. he said, you know, look at your shoes. Um, I mean, shoes have been around for years and years yeah. and years, except, you know, they did it just a little differently. They tweaked it and they were able to, you know, create a huge business out of it. So he said, you know, as everything's taken, yeah. um, but you can still you know, tweak something and make it, make it your own. Yeah. And yeah, carpet cleaning is extremely saturated in this area. So it was extremely different, uh, difficult to find my niche. And I'd say what I've done is I've tried to build a, a brand that stands out with, you know, a clean design, a good name, easy name, uh, you know, a a nice looking van Mm -hmm. that, you know, doesn't have like a cartoon drawing (laughs) like a thumbs up. Which is just so, it's like every carpet cleaner around the world, like, that's their go-to logo. I think a cartoon Adam would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I think it would too. <laughs> yeah, with like but you're stinger. right. Like you're, yeah. you're, it's just clean and yeah. it's such like simple. a clean name. It's yeah. super simple and it so just sounds fresh to me. What sort of people does that attract? Definitely what I was shooting for, which was moms. That's definitely my go-to Um moms that are you know trendy and they're on yeah. instagram and because instagram is, as you know has become such a huge marketing tool for sure you know with the influencers and stuff so um you know a lot of those those girls they and guys they uh they want to be proud of the things that they share mm-hmm. and uh i i feel like i've created a brand especially in like the last six months that you know they want over so they, they can share with people because yeah. they're they're like proud of it and so that would definitely be a target audience is, you know, people who are on Instagram and they, they can share. And, uh, yeah, that's cool. For somebody trying to start something, do you think it's good for them to try and find a certain crowd or just cater to everyone? That's a, that's, yeah, that's a great question. I, it probably depends a lot on what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, I think it, it could be overwhelming if you try to cater to everybody. Yeah. Um, but there are, there are definitely, I mean, with my business, it does cater to everybody besides maybe young people who are still in high school, (laughs) but even like I, 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 uh, during the winter times, I I clean cars to kind of tap into college students who have cars, but are renting. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just too hot in the summertime to do it myself. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I try to cater to different, I'd say I try to cater to different age groups and stuff, but it can, I could see it being overwhelming for, for whatever business you're in. Yeah. Were you pretty specific on like that niche, like moms, or do you feel like you made your brand and that's what you found was attracted to it? I think naturally, uh, moms want their houses clean more than dads. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think, except for my dad. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I think just naturally with, with any cleaning service, Mm -hmm. it's just going to be moms and yeah. So women in general just want clean floors for, you know, their kids. And so, yeah, it just, it just naturally happens that way with cleaning services. So, um, so going back to right when you're getting started, I know you had obviously some business tips from the owner of Neff. Mm -hmm. Um, you knew a lot about carpet cleaning, but kind of running the business, was that kind of bumpy at first or do you feel like it was a pretty smooth transition going from cleaning the carpets to, to running the business as well? It was it was extremely bumpy for the first couple of years probably because oh, really? 
being totally honest, I wasn't fully invested into the business uh-huh. for the first couple of years. And I think that was because I, I, I saw it as an opportunity to learn business yeah, and then to sell it quick and then, you know, do something that I was more interested in. For sure. But yeah, there was a weird transition where I was like, but there's days where I enjoy doing it mm-hmm. and I'm making good money doing it. Yeah. So it was really bumpy because I, I didn't feel like I was truly fully invested into it. So I wasn't doing much marketing and my organ, organization was sloppy. <laughs> I ended up just hiring my sister, my older sister, to okay. to be my assistant. She answers the phones, does my scheduling. She helps with organization. She has all like, I, mean, I was just doing jobs and I wasn't yeah. even really writing down <laughs> any like yeah. contact info about them so i was like i would go through my phone and just have all these unknown numbers uh, i'm uh, like there's no way i'm gonna remember who these people are yeah or yeah. what the, who the whose number this is right so now now she's getting emails she's getting numbers she's getting addresses she's getting descriptions of each job that we do uh-huh. and she's doing everything with you know the softwares and all that so before then it was just clean the house get the money Oh, and then let me try to focus on something else. Yeah. And that, that was extremely bumpy. <laughs> At what point did you realize that you needed that? Like, did something happen or was it kind of like over time? Like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. And then you finally did it. Or was it something like, all right, I need to get someone to help me out. This is It was, bad. yeah, it was like, I knew it for a long time and I always try to push myself to do better. Yeah. So I always, I think in my head, I always thought, I will get better at this yeah. eventually mm-hmm. and I will take the time after a long day in, in a summer Arizona and sit down and go to my desk and do all my organization. Yeah. I truly thought I would do it, but mm-hmm. I just, a year would go by and I didn't. <laughs> and it wasn't like, you know, it's just, that's what, how I have been. It's like yeah. all through high school, I was unorganized. My desk and my backpack was yeah. just <laughs> paper shooting out. So yeah. I, Me and Don know exactly where you're yeah. coming from with that. <laughs> And it just worked out. It was like my dad mentioned to me, like, hey, Jessica is uh, just at home. She could probably work for you. Huh. And I was like, yeah, that works out. Cause she and I was I was looking for a way to have better organization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she uh, is better. So are you the type of person that struggles to, like, delegate certain tasks or not make all the money because you have to pay other people? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, for sure trying to get better at delegating mm-hmm. and and uh you guys caught me at a time where i f- i think for the first time i feel like my business is really taking off yeah and so right now i'm looking for my you know my first at least part-time employee I, i've had a lot of people help me um just come along with me and they help yeah. me do the jobs but i've never hired anybody to actually run a truck yeah and uh and that's because I've always been so nervous of them not connecting with the client, not mm-hmm. not doing the right chemistry and, and damaging carpet and not and being careless and dragging hoses and breaking something that all that stuff like made yeah. me so nervous. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just like, I'll just do it myself. And so, yeah, that only works for a certain amount of time. And then you mm-hmm. kind of get to a point where you're you're burning yourself out because you have all these jobs every single day. And you're trying to do it all yourself. Well, and you can only grow so much on your own. Like Yeah. You, yeah. And if you want scalable. to further expand, yeah. then you have to hire more. And I haven't like I have another van that's well, it's it's a machine. The original mm-hmm. one I bought, I've 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 bought a new machine that's much mm-hmm. newer than the one that I originally bought. But the old one does work and it cleans carpets amazingly and it's just old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have one sitting in my backyard. I, I and just like that I could I could have two two little vans going so you have the so, means to do it it's just a matter of yeah. finding the right person yeah it's just a matter of finding the right person that's that's a big deal to me yeah i don't want to just hire anybody I, I have a i try to obtain like a standard for myself mm-hmm. and for my business and for um i want people to think of uh mint carpet cleaning is the guy that takes the extra step to get a you know a certain stain out mm-hmm. or to talk about your life i mean in the long run, I'm sure people don't really care for me to talk to them (laughs) (laughs) as much as I think they might. Mm -hmm. Um, Not saying I spend, you know, 30 minutes talking to them, but I just want to connect with people because I think that's good for 
me personally, I think it's good for the business. So okay. yeah, Building trying to relationships. find yeah, 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 exactly. So trying to find uh, someone that you know is good with people and is a hard worker. It's 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 not impossible to come by, but it is somewhat difficult to find yeah. somebody. How do you like figure out if they have that? like without hiring them I don't know <laughs> I guess see if they mess up <laughs> do, do, um, do maybe like an on the job interview sort yeah. of thing yeah. <laughs> I think that it also falls on me to make sure that they're trained properly and for yeah. sure absolutely so yeah would you rather have someone that like already has some sort of training and knows what they're doing a bit or it's like start yeah. someone from scratch that you, you know if I found everything? someone that had history in carpet cleaning and I just wouldn't want them to be like well when I worked here, this is how they did it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, this is how I do it. Yeah. yeah. I just need to, I, yeah, it goes back to, you know, opening up to being able to delegate my work to others. And uh, I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely opening up to that. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that like right now you're kind of really just blowing up mm-hmm. um, and you've been around for a couple of years now. So is there anything that you've been doing differently that's caused this or do you feel like it's just the recognition of being around for a certain amount of time? Yeah, it's I, I don't know if you guys saw my old setup, but it was an old Ford Ranger, which is still like my truck that I drive around. I love mm-hmm. it. But, you know, it's a 99 Ranger. It had high miles. The paint was oxidized and. I was pulling a rundown rusty old trailer that had this, <laughs> you know, old machine in it. Like yeah. this thing's a dinosaur. Had <laughs> hours and hours of work on it, and uh, it did. The, it did a great job, but I think it was the man when I really invested my time and effort into up, uh, upgrading my image. It was. I feel like it was the image that really made me stand out, and it wasn't like instant, but. You know, I've had like a new image and I've had this new van and the wrap on it for, I don't know, I'm probably coming up on eight months or so now. And I feel like the image that, you know, I'm creating has increased the Mm -hmm. business enough to where now I'm like, okay, it's expansion time. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, I know this guy, he has a Ford Ranger and he's coming (laughs) with his trailer. Yeah. Give you a good deal, sort right. of thing. Which is fine, and, and, I, and yeah. I love that that's my beginning. Right. I absolutely yeah. love that. I love that I didn't start out with a huge capital, yeah. and I was able to you know budget out, okay, I'm buying this you know brand new van, brand new machine, brand new equipment. I started out with used equipment, and I love that mm-hmm. part of the story, so I wouldn't change it at all. But it wasn't until I got into people's houses that they were sold on my business. It's like, it's hard... You gotta you gotta win people's you know that call out mm-hmm. to have them come out. You gotta win their loyalty. Yeah, and so it's just easier for them to make that call when they see a professional looking business. But yeah. my old setup, it was great. It was just right. if they saw a nice looking van that had great reviews and a lot of history um, online and on social media, um, people are just they'll they'll tend to choose the more reputable brand yeah. instead yeah. of just the random guy driving around in an old setup so. for sure but you gotta start somewhere right you have to and i, I absolutely love that that that's my story it's, yeah i built it up from the ground up and it's i feel like anybody can do that mm-hmm. yeah. for sure yeah anybody awesome. is there anything else you did like budget wise or investment wise like starting small just things that anyone could do that starting yeah. a business you know I, I i didn't go to school for business and i and i i don't know if i ever will I'm a much better hands-on learner. Mm-hmm. So I felt like just buying the business, I would learn these things. And, yeah. and I have. And I think that kind of falls into it where, yeah, I was, uh, you know, trying to budget in the beginning and trying to figure out what was necessary to buy and what, what I need to expand. And, uh, you know, it was like everything was going into one account. And so I didn't have a business account. So, yeah, it was very <laughs> <laughs> like the uh, the organization of being able to you know budget and stuff yeah it goes back to my my organization uh-huh. <laughs> skills are being really bad <laughs> so yeah i would say the beginning stages the budgeting wasn't a huge part of it mm-hmm. but yeah when i started to realize budgeting is a huge deal i definitely saw like my business account saving up more money to invest back into the company yeah so yeah budgeting huge deal Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance 
and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. That's sweet. You talked yeah. about, you said a bit about education. Uh, did you go to college? Any college? I went to one semester at <laughs> Chandler Gilbert. Nice. Right on. Right yeah, on. I loved it. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. The thing is like anyone who goes to school, I think it's awesome. But yeah. I also have a, a pretty strong belief that school is not for everybody. For yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, if you go to school, that's a great thing. Education is great, but there's just so like in today's world, especially there's just so many ways, so many opportunities to, yeah, yeah. there's other forms of education besides like the typical classroom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the amount of education I've gotten from YouTube, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. I've heard that a lot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So where, where in the timeline was this when you went to school? Was this like before you bought the business when you were trying to take over or what before 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 i did summer sales okay yeah so i was going to school and i was i struggled like i already mentioned i struggled through high school to stay focused and to have the motivation to, to do schoolwork. but i was like when there was a topic that i was into i was you had my focus yeah yeah and i did my studying so i mean yeah i went into college you know thinking i would be a little different over you know two years of doing a lot of studying every day (laughs) and so i just realized that i wasn't focused like i wanted to be and it was really frustrating so i really struggled i had good grades and stuff but it just felt like i was really messing with my mind and Mm -hmm. trying really hard so it was just like the opportunity and then you know did summer sales was like okay i'll put school on the back burner for now and then yeah the business opportunity came around and i just just doing it i was i've learned Probably more than I would have in school. Yeah. For me. Just yeah, being hands-on, right? Yeah. Just a hands-on learner. If someone's good at books, then they'll look, probably learn way more in school. Right. And probably a way shorter time period than I did. <laughs> like four and a half years into owning a business and I'm still <laughs> learning a ton of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So, every day. Yeah. Um, talk to us about sales real quick. What kind of experience was that? Did it have any impact on the way you run your business? The, the uh, summer sales? Yeah. 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 Summer sales. Yeah. Um, I actually I had a great time. Um, it was like with a, it was with such a close group of my friends that I grew up with. So we would yeah. all get together every single day, you know, get us all amped up, you know, drink that Red Bull, <laughs> <laughs> drive out to Maricopa, and you're just like in the car, like I'm gonna make six sales today. Yeah, and then you get zero, <laughs> and you're like, you need that motivation from your friends to just keep going. Yeah. So I think that like. I learned a lot. I learned that I'm not a great salesman, mm-hmm. for sure, especially for something that's not mine. Um, and I didn't particularly like agree with a lot of the things that we had to sell, like mm. contracts. You know, get them on a two-year contract, and you know, just be pushy. And it's a great business, but uh, and I love the, the the people who own it and the people who work there, but. They're trying to build a business, and so they want you to make the sale. But I just didn't like the pushiness of it, and I mm-hmm. didn't like, well, I didn't like knocking doors every day, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I didn't want to sell something that uh, I just felt like I wasn't passionate about. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because like, I mean, you are a good salesman because you sell your business, yeah. but it's something that you believe in and something you have a passion yeah. for, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're and I, happy and I to absolutely tell know that. that the job that I do, people are going to love for sure. They're right. gonna, and I and I try to do my best to you know, keep my price good for everybody, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then so, I also gave you some capital to, to buy the business. Yeah, that's right? probably the main part. I mean, it, their, their whole setup was like, you make, they send you like a portion of what they made off of your sales each month. Uh-huh. 
So you, I didn't get all the money up front. So I did get help, like I said, from a family member. And um, I was able to make those payments. I, I gave them extremely hefty payments because <coughs> I paid it off. I gave them their loan back plus a little interest. Um, I think I paid it off in like a year. Oh, wow. So it was really hard because I wasn't making enough money from yeah. the carpet cleaning to mm-hmm. make that hefty payment. Mm-hmm. But because of the you know the check I was getting each month from doing the sales, I, yeah. was, I was fine. So that's... That's literally the best thing from sales was that. That's yeah. sweet. You talked a bit about pricing. How how does somebody like figure out pricing in the industry that they're going into without like, Yeah. I mean, because me, I think about it sometimes. And I'm like, well, if I were to do that, like how much would I charge somebody? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do some shady stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, buying it from my uncle. Uh-huh. He already had a standard price, okay. but I did discover that he was on the like this low end mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. a lot of people are charging. So I'm still kind of in the stages of growing. I have raised my prices um, a lot since then. Um, and I've been able to kind of fine tune things to like, I don't enjoy doing this as much and I make more money doing this. So I'm focusing on certain things and I'm able to charge more because I'm getting yeah. better at it. Um, but what I have done that I guess would could be perceived as a little bit shady as I would just call customer, uh, you know, businesses that have been around a long time and just say, Hey, I need carpet cleaning. What do you guys charge for <laughs> three rooms? What do you guys charge for tile? And they're like, yeah, yeah, this, this, and this. And they're like, okay, then what do you guys charge for couches? And just like going down this <laughs> list of just get the prices. Yeah. And I think, I, yeah, go ahead. No, no, keep going. No, I was just going to say, I, they probably would catch on by then. I keep asking way too many questions about yeah. prices, about just <laughs> things that are just all over the yeah. place. Yeah. That's and yeah. And that's why I kind of, I, that's how I learned that I was on the low end of pricing mm-hmm. to begin with. And then as I've expanded into, you know, other cleaning things, like I've done, I, I, I now clean like mattresses and I was, like I said, I did, I was at the time I was introducing cars, auto, t- kind of auto detailing in a way, in but a way, not yeah. so much like, the plastics of the car or the mm. outside. Yeah. So I did all that stuff to get pricing. So, well, I don't think you're the first business owner that's done that. Yeah. So. You're definitely not going to be the last. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just, you got to do it. It's like using your resources. Cause there's no book that says this is how yeah, much you charge. Exactly. Somebody like this is the low end. This is the high end. Like, yeah. How are you supposed to know? Right. And, and then I am on a Facebook page of carpet cleaners okay, like, cool. all over the world pretty uh-huh. much. And they're extremely helpful with, you know, I'll send him a picture of like something that's not coming out. And I'll mm-hmm. be like, what would you guys do on for this? And I can pretty quickly get some responses and, and, and go out to my van and grab the right stuff. But what I've noticed, I, I try to use them as a resource for pricing. Mm-hmm. But man, just just you people don't really think about the area that you live in. Right. So in an area like this, with there's so many people that live here. There's going to be more carpet cleaners yeah. or, you know, pool services or pest control. So you're just going to have to charge less than someone who's living in like a farm place that, you know, there's not a lot of people living there. They're one of the only ones. He's like the only carpet cleaner in the town. Mm -hmm. So guys are doing like, you know, two rooms and they're like, yeah, I would charge like 400 bucks, 500 bucks. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. You (laughs) can't do that here. You're making out. Yeah. But on the, they're, they, they're charging that, but they're only doing, you know, one or two a week probably makes up for the yeah. small amount of mm-hmm. jobs they're doing whereas here you can fill up an entire day with you know four four jobs for two trucks a day yeah, yeah. or more as you start to get bigger so yeah just how it goes that's sweet so like facebook groups and stuff like that is that that's something that you do is that like a smart thing to do for somebody to like yeah like network within their own mm-hmm. like industry. field industry. yeah i didn't even know that was a thing until yeah. it's kind of funny it's like a a guy at my uh supplier my the place i buy my supplies for carpet cleaning mm-hmm. one of the employees told me to join it mm-hmm. but part of the group is like the guy who started it he has his own line of cleaners oh, wow. it's kind of funny because employee told me to check it out and then i switched all my cleaning to the other guy so he lost business by telling me to <laughs> but i've joined this group and like i said it tons of carpet cleaners and it turns out this guy like is uh makes his own product and he uses way safer cleaners oh um, wow and man they just clean so good so 
yeah, because of that, fa- you never know. You can join a Facebook group and you find other options out there that just I just didn't know. Yeah. I just had to learn myself and that's taken my, my business to the next level. I can guarantee better cleaning now because I found better cleaners. That's so sweet. yeah, talk, Facebook groups are great. Yeah. Talk about, the, I know I've seen you talking on Instagram about the type of cleaners you use. Like yeah. It's kind of healthy or do you want to, yeah, I have, I do offer a, a plant, a plant based cleaner. Okay. Um, it's called D it's a company called Deacon or a benefact. And they make this thing called Deacon 13, I believe it is, but it's like super good plant-based cleaner disinfects. And a lot, a lot of, a lot of guys have used it to to disinfect because of the, you know, the coronavirus and stuff. Uh It's like approved by the EPA or whatever. But right now it's hard to get because, because everyone's buying it. So I have a other stuff. I have, uh, biotech something like that i can't remember all these crazy names of each thing but yeah i that's my like safest cleaner i'd say all the cleaners are safe but if some there are people who are um you know more allergic to you know just cleaners in general so they they there's not a lot of businesses i'd say in the carpet world that offer 100 percent plant-based cleaning Uh it is a little more pricey because i mean i can break down numbers but it's it's just way more for me to buy it. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think it's something just having it as a, something to offer. And that's kind of why, you know, I went with the mint color. I wanted to perceive like healthy and oh, okay. clean and, you know, more organic feel to the business. Yeah. So yeah, I do offer that. But the cleaners that I did find with this guy from on the group, um, his are way more safe than, you know, what, what you find at the big, uh, big chains. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like that attracts clients too? Do you promote yeah. that a lot that you offer? I, I, I haven't promoted it a lot. I should. Um, but I haven't had as much traction as I thought I would on the plant-based cleaner. Huh. You know, once I tell them the regular pl- price and then I tell them what the plant-based price would be, they usually are like, I'll just go with the regular. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so... That's surprising because like it's such a big thing right yeah, now. Yeah, it's really thing like it healthy, is, yeah. organic, yeah. plant-based. That's what I this. figured, and yeah. I think maybe on a in the future on a larger scale, as more people do it, it will become more popular. Uh-huh. Um, it's just probably not something that people think a lot for carpet cleaning. They think a lot for food. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. for carpet cleaning, they just don't really think about it. But I I keep it in my truck at all times in case okay. somebody wants it. So it's something that I'll always offer. Yeah. Probably also depends on like the demographics too, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Who you're talking to. So. Exactly. Yeah, someone who's super health conscious is going to obviously be more up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so talk to us about what you've done to market and advertise your company. Yeah, it's it's nothing extensive. I've I've not spent a lot of money in marketing. Really? No. Yeah, it's all been mostly word of mouth, to be honest. And uh, it's not until you know recently I've. I, I I think a couple of days ago, I don't know if you, they might have shown up on your guys' phones. I've done a couple ads. Oh really? Oh sweet. Yeah, and I and for the first time, I got you know a, a, a friend of mine who's a photographer. Mm-hmm. I got a couple models, and uh, well, they're f- f- close friends of mine. Yeah. But I call yeah. them models. Um, Just called up a modeling yeah. agency. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Clean some carpet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so we went to a house, a really nice, cute house that someone had just rebuilt, and they offered it for us, and took some professional photos and I was just blown away by how nice it looked compared to me doing a job and <laughs> taking a photo with yeah. like too much light coming in. So it's like one half of the room's too bright. And uh-huh. So it can't, goes back to that imaging thing. I, I, uh, I feel a little bit more comfortable like doing ads now because I have professional photos and, and yeah, so word of mouth has been huge for me. And I think that goes back to, you know, me trying to connect with people and, 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 uh, doing each job a little bit slower and make sure that I'm doing the right cleaning because you know, people are like, dang, this looks, looks great. And they're going to refer you and they're just going Mm -hmm. to, that's how service industry works. So over four years of business and it's mostly been running off of word of mouth. Wow. So that takes patience, right? Is yeah, for sure. Like right when you started off, you had your little clientele and you just kind of waited until Mm -hmm. that, those people just started referring you. Yeah. I did like, I did like a referral programs Uh and stuff where if they refer, they get like a room free or whatever I was doing at the time. And that helped a lot to kind of, you know, give people an incentive to Mm -hmm. shout me out and stuff. And then I did, I did do like a, 
I'd say a couple weeks of doing a lot of influencers. I just I was new to the business and I I didn't like you know companies were doing like free trades like free like complete house clean and then for like a shout out uh-huh. I just couldn't afford to do that that's, I needed that's the a money lot, yeah. so yeah um, yeah it's a lot it's a ton so I did try to do that route and it did help a little bit but I always would just go back to word of mouth that's it was just like my days were filling up with jobs and I was like I, I never got really got to the point where I was like shoot I need to do some marketing because I have no jobs right so I was just my days were filling up with with new referrals from people just telling their friends about it mm-hmm. so like right now uh, the business is taking off and I think that has to do with corona a little bit but I'm trying to ride the wave and keep it going and yeah. so that's why I got some good photos done and doing some actual Instagram ads Facebook ads and I'm gonna have them run for a lot longer than I have done in the past and uh, I've had great response. That's Pretty cool. cool, yeah. Why do you what? What made you want to run the ads? Um, I just felt like it was time to expand. Yeah. And I was doing enough jobs for me a day uh-huh. that I could handle, and so I felt like if I'm going to hire somebody, I want to make sure that I have consistent work for them. Right. Right. And so, yes, I have days that I don't have as much work there's weeks that I don't have as much work then I have a on week and so I, I just feel like I need to be more consistent with jobs in order mm-hmm. to expand mm-hmm. and so I thought I thought what's the next step in marketing let's try this out so Sweet. yeah do you do out. the ads yourself because I know a lot of people are like hesitant to throw money into it and waste yeah. if they don't know what they're doing Did I do you? it myself um I I, I don't want to sound braggy but I like <laughs> I like it. I like to think that I'm like a creative person uh-huh. and I have a good eye for design and yeah. stuff. Like I, I did the design for my business yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. and uh, I've had tons of uh, good reactions to it. So yeah, I, I, you know, I, I did the ads myself. I did the font on the ads. I did, I didn't take the photos. I had a friend, um, you guys know Mitch Farron. Yeah. He did oh, them. Um, and he did an amazing job editing the photos. They look so good, like better than I could have done for that. I don't know anything about photography, uh-huh. But um, I was able to do the rest of it myself, and I I just run it myself. And if if it becomes overwhelming, then I for sure hire. Yeah. But I'm definitely a. I love like there's something in my head that I love to invest small and then make a big return. Uh, that's always kind of been my mindset, and I just I just keep doing that. So I pay I like pay cash for a lot of my stuff. I don't try to be in debt, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So. It's worked so far, right? It's worked so far, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, it's it's great. I love I, any story where someone's making the money and investing it slowly back into the business. I love because that takes a ton of work. Yeah, a ton mm-hmm. of dedication. So, mm-hmm. a lot of people like use that as an excuse that they don't have the capital or the money to start yeah. something up. Mm-hmm. Do you have like advice for people that are hesitant to start a business because they don't feel yeah. like they have the money to do it? It, it can be difficult, and it, it because you may not have the the resources to get you know, a good chunk of cash to do it. So like I said, I was able to get help from a a family member, but they, they gave me the amount of, of money that I needed to purchase the business itself. Nothing else to upgrade equipment or, you know, get a new truck or anything. And, um, so the, uh, yeah, the, uh, investment, um, for anyone who's starting out, you can't I, there I guess for carpet cleaning you could I could have saved up a couple thousand dollars and bought like a portable machine mm-hmm. which it's just not nearly it's not going to clean as good yeah, it's as not like, ideal but. yeah it's not ideal but you could definitely do it yeah, yeah. so literally you if, if somebody called me up and was like hey I want to do carpet cleaning do you have any tips I could probably tell them how to start up a business doing carpet cleaning with a budget of you know, two to five thousand dollars. Wow! And uh, if I was to give them advice, it'd be just go out and and hustle. Like, go not. I did flyers every single day, and my like, I would I rode a bike to my old neighborhood, and 
um, you know those bikes that have like the little gas motor on it yeah. <laughs> I like found one of those for like 50 bucks on offer up and I would ride that to neighborhoods all over that's the place awesome. just fly our entire neighborhoods yeah that's super so cool. yeah it's if you don't have the if you have the you save up a little money doing work to buy like a small setup or for whatever for pool cleaning you, you probably would need a truck and right yeah the equipment that comes with pool cleaning yeah, yeah you, you're just gonna have to save up the money to do it or if you have someone who can give you a small little loan to help out. But from there on, it's all going to be your determination to get out and, and sell yourself. So, yeah, I didn't have the money for marketing. I didn't have the money for those things. So I just had to go out by myself and fly our neighborhoods, knock doors. Now I was knocking doors for my own business. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a lot easier to... Did that... Did that was there any traction from that, from flyers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Orangewood was my best flyer. Really? Yeah, I got wow. like, I got three jobs. I think I got a call, like on my way back to my bike. I locked <laughs> it up in that like little park in between, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got a call from somebody that I had placed a flyer at before I even got back on my bike, and that was like That's one of my sweet. first sales for by myself. It was a new customer, and I went back. I ran back over. Yeah. I was sweating. And yeah, just this kid you're on stoked. The, <laughs> they're probably like. This is the kid that I'm going to have clean my house. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I did just a small rug for them and I did it for really cheap and uh-huh. it turned out great. And that person has stayed with me for like the last four years and I clean their house like every or probably t- twice a year. That's awesome. And they've referred me to tons of their friends. Wow. So just from That's that awesome. one house, yeah, gotten tons of jobs. And then I got two other houses in Orangewood from right. that day. So hustling works. It does. Yeah. I mean, it might work slow, but right. it definitely works. Yeah absolutely does um i know you mentioned a little bit ago instagram marketing and how big that can be Mm -hmm. like organic instagram yep i know you've done instagram a ton with your business just your posts and your stories can you talk Mm -hmm. about that a bit and how you i guess how you learned how to do that and then how it's helped the business yeah i mean i didn't know anything about instagram until i got home from a mission and didn't even know you can make a business account and Mm -hmm. all that stuff so i just felt like uh, it was a place where I could post my work. Yeah. And it was easy for people around the valley to see it um, without having to spend money on like a, an expensive website or anything. And so I just started a little Instagram page and I post before and after pictures. And it, and it kind of is cool because people always tell me, oh, I'm on your page all the time because mm-hmm. I like to see, you know, the the dirty floors yeah. getting cleaned. And so it's become a kind of a satisfying thing. I was going to say, because yeah. that's kind of another that's, trend. Like yeah, it's satisfying. satisfying. It is. Yeah, you like, see, cool like, see compilations of, of satisfying videos of like pressure washers. Dirty uh-huh. to clean. It's like, yeah, it is. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. that's a, literally like a huge reason why I like, I like the job is because mm-hmm. it's satisfying for me too. It's almost therapeutic at times uh-huh. to see like this, you know, the steam is just eating away at grime and dirt and a year, you know, a year or two of people just walking, on your their floors just going away instantly That's so sweet. instagram yeah it made it becomes such an easy tool for people trying to start out with no money it's just such an easy way to market and the, and the the ads are cheap yeah you know you can set you can set days and a budget that you're you know you, know, you can <laughs> afford and then you send it out to everyone that in the valley it's super cool super simple yeah That's nice. sweet um, I guess talk to us about the plan moving forward for Mint. Like, what do you have an end goal in mind? Is it just whatever happens? Yeah, it's or? it's up in the air. Yeah, I'm I'm really open to anything. Um, I am expanding. I'm I, uh, I'm trying to do some new lines of cleaning service services, and it's always been selling it, or it's always been expanding and hiring employees. Yeah, and so. I would say I'm I'm definitely now leaning more towards hiring and expanding, and then uh, just doing more of like the management type stuff. Because um, I do have friends that we want to get into e-commerce and stuff mm-hmm. together. So, so I you lo- have interest in other business. I do, yeah, as well. and I think that's totally fine. I think it's healthy for people to want to do more than one thing yeah. in their life. Yeah. I I think it's traditionally you just pick one thing and do it. Yeah. But, you know, there's so many things that you, you can do. I do a lot of music, um, and that's a passion of mine. So I want more free time to, to make music. Oh, we music. forgot to tell you you were going to sing a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the end, you have to. Yeah. It's like a five-minute thing right now. Yeah, I don't like singing. Yeah, 
in front of people like that, but <laughs> it's so scary singing in front of people. But it it is. I I go to you know friends' house and we we like to just play music and and yeah, that's a passion of mine too. So it's like thinking of ways to to be able to make a living, but also to open up free time and and do a, explore other yeah. passions of mine. And yeah, yeah, I think that's totally fine. What you know, whether I sell or whether I expand my carpet cleaning business, whatever I'm going to do is going to be business. Yeah. And so the things that I've learned building this business are just, they're going to carry through until the rest, for the rest of my life mm-hmm. for whatever I do. So I think people get stuck on thinking like, Oh, I need to have this business forever. Like yeah. I started and you just keep it forever. Like, and you're stuck. Like you have to make the yeah. right decision on what you do. Cause yes. that's what you have to do. Like it's okay to like, if it's bad, it's okay to just dissolve and be like, you know, it'll start pressure. If it it's a learning experience. Good, yeah. Oh, totally. Like sell it and yeah. start something else. I think people have in their head, they imagine building it up and having a big office with, you know, hundreds of employees and, <laughs> yeah. and that's all, that's great. I, you know, that's super cool, but it doesn't, you, you, especially today's age with computers and all these resources, it's like, you don't have to have this huge business that you have to focus all of your attention. Right. On. In fact, I, I think it's therapeutic for people to make sure that they have free time for things that they love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I can in confidence say that carpet cleaning is not going to be something that I want to do for the rest of my life. Right. Cleaning the carpet, cleaning right. carpet yeah. physically. Yeah. yeah. But if it grows into a business where I'm able to create jobs for people and mm-hmm. they're doing a good job and I'm making good money and being able to support my family, but then, you know, have free time to, do other things that yeah. are probably, you know, matching more of what my passion would be. Mm-hmm. And I'm all game for that. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I love weird. that. I think it's so important to, I think business owners get so caught up in yeah. growing their business, running their business mm-hmm. and they forget about, you know, right. their quality of life and enjoying life and doing the things <laughs> yeah, they love. Like, what's the YOLO or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you only live once. Yeah, I guess that applies to business for sure. It's, yeah. Do you have any tips for people that are just, you know, so unorganized or just don't have time to to do the things they love? Yeah. Um, I have to think about that a little bit. If, if someone's overwhelmed with their work, then they definitely need to take the steps to be able to take a, you know, take a step back and you open up something, open up time for themselves. Because yeah. I... I I love hanging out with friends. I love hanging out with my family. I love the downtime at my house to sit down with my wife and watch a couple episodes of Netflix. Those that stuff is important too. Mm-hmm. So if someone is a workaholic, I guess that's a good term for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if that is caused by unorganization, like take some steps to try to delegate your work and. Uh, open up some time for yourself. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's important. Absolutely. So someone that's trying to start a business or even you, as you're like looking into what you do next, would you focus on like finding a business that you just absolutely love and have a passion for or something that can open up free time so you can do other things that you yeah. love to do? It really depends on the resources you have or the means that you have. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, you just have to make money. Yeah. Um, so if you, if, you know, I came across carpet cleaning because it was something that I knew would potentially make money right. fairly quick because it was already a, an established business yeah. to some, a certain extent. You know, but with with things that are your passion, especially like say if, uh, for me, like music's a passion. Yeah. It's, it's one of those industries that's extremely hard to make good money doing. Right. And, you know, for a long time, I was like, you know, imagining myself being a star and <laughs> doing concerts and all, like all over America, mm-hmm. which is great. That's your dream and pursue your dream. But, you know, it got to the point where, you know, I needed to make money. Yeah. So the business came around and I knew business was a passion of mine, too. Yeah. You can have more than one passion. And so um, the whole mindset was try to take away the financial burden so that I would have more time pursuing a dream. And I've also learned that there's way mm. other, there's so many other things to do in the music world um, that would be satisfying for me. Right. 
Um, even just sitting on my computer on Final Cut or not Final Cut <laughs> in Logic mm-hmm. and uh, making some music is I'm all set. I love it. Yeah. So it just it turned into more of a hobby. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and I I, I don't have like a want to be a, like a rock star rock anymore. Star, yeah. So um, the fact that like the business was there to help me financially, um, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to make money yeah. in this life. So someone comes across something that can help. Uh, burden that financial part of their life to open up another avenue yeah then i'm yeah i think you should take it yeah is there a point where you realize or like a moment of self-awareness where you're like okay maybe this like even though it's my dream my passion maybe it's like not realistic that i do this as a full-time thing the hard truth yeah the realization time (laughs) i probably would say that's that's probably the big reason why i wasn't into my business for the first couple of years because huh. I wanted to start a business that was in apparel or I wanted to start a business in something that I truly loved and yeah. was trying to find a niche and something and I just couldn't. And then the, you know, businesses that I may have wanted to start, I knew nothing about. So I knew I wasn't going to make money for a super long time. Right. I just, I, I needed money. I needed to pay a mortgage and stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, sad day but you just say well i can still do music i just don't have to make millions of dollars doing it well be I, sweet <laughs> i think it's also like what you said like if you are doing something that is bringing that money in and giving you more time to do like your hobbies yeah. like you need that getaway you need yeah. that escape and so it's like right. do something that you're going to be good at running the business and mm-hmm. then and at least you enjoy it right yeah you don't hate yeah it. yeah absolutely. and it'll free up some time so absolutely and and if you you know, if you make money doing it and you are able to save up, yeah. make, you gain like a good little capital for yourself, maybe sell your business that you're doing that you're not fully in love with. You mm-hmm. make a good little chunk of money, then you have some money to play with. Yeah. Try try starting a business that you're passionate about. Yeah. You can do that any age. It doesn't. I think people fall into like in their early 20s, they got to get businesses established. <laughs> exactly. And it's not the case. You can... I, I, Guy who started five guys was like in his sixties or something. It's like it's crazy. You can start a business anytime. So it's yeah. like I can do this for ten more years and then decide I want to do something I'm more passionate about. Yeah. And do that. There's just there's so many ways to make money in this life. And if man, if you can if you can uh, if you're if you have the means or, or the resources, like family will support you while you're trying to pursue a dream. Yeah. It's like huge. do it. Like Give it a try. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to do something or not do something, and then say like, "What if?" Right. Later on down the road, better to do yeah. it and fail, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Take mm. that if you have the resources and the means to do it, for sure. That's nice. awesome. So there's still a chance we might see Adam Payne touring the world. <laughs> Maybe. No. No. <laughs> right, I, I don't think that's tuned. honestly. That I. I think I've discovered that's not a passion of mine. Oh, okay. I've, I have done a few shows where uh-huh. I'm singing in front of people, and. I feel like I've done it enough where people are like usual musicians say like, oh yeah, you get used to it and you like it more. You yeah. always be nervous, but I've done it enough where, you know, I'm still terrified of it. <laughs> so like imagining now, imagining myself doing that every single night in front of tons of people, uh-huh. I just, I'm not into that. Yeah. I wouldn't enjoy it yeah. for sure. If like you could make a, a career out of just recording music and posting it on Spotify and making tons of money, then I would do that instead but right i don't know how many people actually make a lot of money just doing that but yeah well it's been sweet adam is there anything you'd like to tell you know the listeners or someone that's trying to start something i don't know just some advice yeah i think my i hope my message or you know feeling that people get from listening to this from me is you don't need to get a fat loan and be in a ton of debt to start a successful business. Um, You know, I don't, I built my business from the ground up and I am like super passionate about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that would be my message to young people or people trying to start a business. If you're in a state where you're kind of struggling and if you know, you don't have them, the, you can't get a loan or you don't have someone that's a rich friend or a family member (laughs) to help you. um, Then, yeah, you can start a business with a little bit of money and uh, make it into thousands of dollars down the road. That's sweet. I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah. love it. The Definitely. American dream. 
That's right. Yeah. yeah. Start from nothing. Absolutely. Something, so. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, as we wrap it up here, we're going to get into a, a good segment. Um, a little game we're going to play. I know you've listened uh, I, I know the game. So you might, uh, <laughs> you might been, have a He's been practicing for this. Yeah. He's been sweating know, the whole time. The game makes me nervous. It's like <laughs> some of these guys are like, answer them right away. I know I'm like I didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> well let's see how you do so can you skip can you be like skip next question yeah yeah, yeah. okay whatever works for you okay so you probably know the rules but 60 seconds answer yeah. as many questions as you can just go back and forth you gotcha. know rapid fire try not to go deep on the explanations okay yeah <laughs> that's what kills people <laughs> all right uh Ridge will start us off in three two one favorite junk food uh Doritos. Uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I would want to fly. Uh, sure. Music you turn on when nobody is around. <laughs> music I turn on. Oh man. Gosh. When no one's around, shoot. Skip. Your own music. Come on. My own music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're stuck on an island, what would you bring? A guitar. <laughs> uh, favorite quote. Uh, if you're not first, you're last. If you could have dinner with anyone in time, who would it be? Dinner with anybody? Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh, your spirit animal. Skip. Uh, best business book you've read. Skip. Best pod. <laughs> best podcast. You guys. Ah, oh, there yeah. we go. <laughs> that means you automatically win. Steve Carell, you a big Office guy? Or? I love The Office, and um, I've yeah, I've done a little research on Steve Carell in general. He's a, like a super hard worker. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he's a guy I admire. What are some things that he's done? That like anything in the business world? or Just, well, I don't know if you guys know much about the acting world, but being like um, having a sister that does theater and stuff and how hard it is to get, you know, gigs and stuff. The guy just... Uh-huh for a long time was doing just little commercial gigs and just to push through maybe not getting the, you know, uh-huh. auditions and stuff that he wanted yeah. was able to, to land some things that totally just flipped his career. And it just, the whole perseverance of any, anybody that, that, um, you know, just hustling to with those actors, it's audition after audition with rejection yeah. and rejection. So someone as 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 funny and as talented as him, I just was curious to see what this guy went through <laughs> to get where he's at, and he's just hard, super hard yeah. worker. It also it. translates to business, right? Absolutely, like the, yeah. Everything. Yeah, they if, did. if Steve Carell started a carpet cleaning business, <laughs> he would be the number one. <laughs> we like it. You have to go into business with yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll email him. We talk all the time. <laughs> we'll send this to him. We'll yeah. do this. Hey, go listen to the episode. Yeah, for sure. Sweet man. Well, yeah. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, before we close special. up, so spoiler: Adam and I are actually cousins. So yeah. uh, <laughs> cool to see like where your business is. Yeah. I remember when we were both in elementary school, yeah, we would totally. do like hot dog stands. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we'd go to the store, get like soda with That's all crazy. the money we made the week before. We'd go get new stuff, and yeah. so just like entrepreneurship from a young age. Even though, I mean, me personally, I had no idea what entrepreneurship really was. I had yeah. no plans of starting a business, but. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see, you know, where we were back then. To yeah, we had the whole block there. Oh, yeah. Every time, I think we only did it like a couple of days, but <laughs> I think we made like 80 bucks or something. I know. We had them I tied down to those hot dogs. I think our mom's probably... We made a, my dad made a hot dog stand, yeah. like a legit stand. It had a, like a little banner above mm-hmm. it that said hot dogs. That's legit. It had a crock pot full of hot dogs. We good, had the mini sodas. Mini sodas. And man, the whole block would come to buy it. Yeah. And awesome. we like invested the money we made back yeah. into it for the next week. We get more stuff. We get candy yeah. and stuff. And that was awesome. That's yeah. sweet. I don't know why we closed down. I don't know why we didn't keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Nobody came and shut you guys yeah, down. Should have went for it. Down, Come on. <laughs> yeah, we got a letter from the the city saying we need a permit. <laughs> yeah, you guys are running out the the main guys out of business. Yeah. You need to calm down a bit. <laughs> Underground business. I think that's our true passion is hot dogs. We should have started a hot dog restaurant. All right. Well, maybe uh, next. What do we call maybe, it? Do you remember? I. I don't know. We called it something. Yeah, we had like we had it yeah. on the banner, right? Yeah. Do we mix like our last names? It was like Kiso Hatch. Something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, maybe That's one day awesome. we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll start one again. Maybe we'll sell, use the money, and get, get I started. I forgot like about that. That's so cool. Been businessmen from the start. I know. Who would have thought? <laughs> That's hilarious. Sweet, man. Well, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, uh, it's been good. We've learned a lot of stuff. Um, how about you take a quick second and tell the listeners how they can find you? Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Instagram's whatever Instagram is probably my go-to. I think it's just the easiest for everybody. Everyone has an Instagram. Yeah. So mint.carpetcleaning. Um, and uh, I got the little mint carpet cleaning logo on my picture. It's white with mint. The mint is a mint color. Sweet. So it should be pretty easy to find. And then all our contact info is through there. Um, soon to come is going to be like online booking and a website, like nice. an official, really nice website. So stay tuned for that. But easiest way to contact contact us now is through Instagram. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Months, there so. you go. Okay. Well, Thank you guys. Good. This is so fun. Right. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Have a good week. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.